0: What is up ladies and gentle nerds, it's your boy Graham also known as HamHawks42 on the internet and today we are looking at more spoilers from Corset 2021. And today was a big day. They actually announced a couple that picking what card to talk about in this video was incredibly difficult because there were so many awesome ones to choose from. Seriously, go out and check them out. And in fact, I was not Able to limit them to just one. There are going to be two cards that we're going to talk about today. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sure you're wondering why the heck is Three Fairy sitting here. We all know Three Fairy; he's not new to the course of 2021. We've been playing around him for almost a year now. Or actually, is it over a year now? I think it has been over a year now. Anyway, needless to say, dude's been around forever. And if you're like me, this past week you thought there was a chance that. Teferi Time Raveler here was actually going to get banned out of Standard. It was on the list of ones that people were talking about, and there was a ban announcement in Standard. So, okay, there was a thought that perhaps, finally, Three Fairy would be out of our hair. But no, he's not. Now, I wasn't surprised to hear that you know, 3Fairy here wasn't going to be leaving Standard anytime soon. Because the truth is, the design has been problematic for a long time. The design has been an issue since he got printed. He's been very difficult to play around um, and has promoted lockdown strategies that have been really, really unfun. So, so many people have been nervous going into Corsa 21 because it's just the festival of Teferi. And I've been nervous too. That's something that has me really, really nervous, but I'm not anymore because of today i'm actually incredibly excited i have never made this big of a switch on a set before from going to really anxious nervous and afraid that things were going to get so much worse to being completely jazzed and now i cannot wait for it to come out now fairy time reveler is incredibly important and incredibly difficult to deal with for a number of different reasons His passive is ridonkulous, and then his negative three allows him to basically prevent you from using any of your answers. Because if you actually have a creature that's capable of attacking into him, he'll just bounce it back to your hand. And then, so if it doesn't have haste, it's really difficult to actually get something to stick and actually hit this guy. So, what did they reveal today that can help with Teferi Time Raveler? The Spark Hunter Mastercore. This thing is beautiful. I love it. I am so glad this is here. I'm grabbing it in every single draft until I have at least four of them, and probably every single draft after that because, holy crap, this thing is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Truly amazing on so many different metrics. I cannot tell you how much I love this card. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Seriously, over the moon about it. So it is an artifact creature, Masticore. There's a long history of Masticores in Magic, by the way, that do all kinds of fun stuff. And so it is a 3-4 for three generic artifact creature. You can put it in any freaking deck you want. And as an additional cost to cast this spell, discard a card. So I like that. You get a 3-4 for three, but you have to discard a card. Now, if you're a reanimator player like me, you look at this and go, this is letting me discard cards. That's great. I love it. So... Spark Hunter is phenomenal on that front. Like, there's a, there are certain decks that can leverage that discardability to really good effect, and all of a sudden, this thing becomes great. Like, truly phenomenal. Just if you got a 3-4 three, for four, 3. If that was it, it'd still be worth it. But wait, there's more. If you act now, Spark Hunter MasterCore also has protection from Planeswalkers, and you can pay one generic. One generic. Don't tap anything. Except your land, for the generic mana. And Spark Hunter Mastercore deals one damage to target Planeswalker. Just, boom, it deals direct damage to Planeswalkers based on the amount of mana that you have. Dude! But wait! There's more! For three, again, don't tap anything. Spark Hunter Mastercore gains indestructible until end of turn. This thing is phenomenal. I don't know if you're like me. But you've been playing a lot of like mid-range strategies and a lot of like okay things that are fine but aren't but you find yourself getting blown out to planeswalker parties all day. You know, right now it has been Three Fairy and Narset Part of Veils to just lock down everything. And then Elspeth Conqueror's Death shows up. And okay, Fires of Invention the Fires of Invention ban hit that deck in a big, big way. But those are still out there. Those planeswalkers are still out there, still causing a ruckus. But Spark Hunter MasterCore right here. So on Monday, Watsi said, no, we will not ban Teferi Time Raveler. And a lot of people, myself included, were just like, well, alright. So standard's still gonna hopefully standard will get a little bit better, at least we don't have to deal with Agent anymore. <sighs> but then on Friday, Watsi said, Don't worry guys, we got you. Spark Hunter Mastercore. This might as well just read destroy target, Teferi Time Raveler. like that's what this is this is the ultimate teferi block so if you're on the play if you okay so if you're on the play you get to drop this on turn three and then your opponent is sitting there with teferi in hand going well crap (laughs) because they can't play and then hit the negative three to bounce the Masticore because the Masticore has protection from planeswalkers and so he can't be targeted by planeswalker abilities so any removal that's on planeswalkers that they can use to help protect themselves mm -mm, not gonna fly it's just straight up not gonna work that rules. Like, seriously, this should be in every sideboard in standard forever from now from now on. This is this should be an auto include in any sideboard that you have. Like, period end of discussion, if you ask me. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you look at this card when it comes out. Now, the other side of the Corset 21 being Teferi theme that we need to worry about. So I love the fact that they they printed answers for existing Teferi's. Awesome. Um, but, so on top of that, the next question is, okay, but this is, this set is going to have a bunch of Teferis, at least one at each of the different rarities, if it matches the same patterns, of course, at 2020. So, well, I don't I don't think there's a common Anyway, but there's going to be at least three, I believe, four different Planeswalkers in this set. So, what are those going to look like? And if you have to, if you have to print an answer that is this powerful how bad are those planeswalkers well fortunately for us they did reveal the mythic version which is Teferi Master of Time and I actually think the design on this card is excellent I love this card and on top of that they printed nine different versions so if you are watching this on YouTube do not adjust your camera camera. Do not adjust your TV. Don't worry. Yes, these images are changing. There is a slideshow going on right now, right next to my head, showing all of the different versions of this card. Actually, no, I take that back. There are eight different versions that I've selected here to actually show you. There is one alternate like promo art that doesn't appear to follow the same sequence. It's out there. Great piece of art. But what I really wanted to show off here is they took eight different pieces of art that are all based around the same image, the same picture of Teferi holding his staff, focusing, concentrating, with mystical energy swirling around him. And they've produced different versions of it. They've produced eight different versions. And in those different versions, the color of the mist surrounding him is different. Um, there's slight, I believe the background is slightly changed on those. But the core image is still the same. And so what you end up with is this effect where... Whoop, <laughs> Sorry, my uh, my slideshow dropped on me. There we go. So what you end up with is a series of images that produce almost like a flipbook style if you put them next to each other. And so they're all different versions. Now, I love that. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Now, what does the card itself do? All right. So it is a Planeswalker for four. Two generic, two blue. Again, Teferi's fairies back to being mono blue. I kind of like that. That's pretty slick. The last couple have been Azorius, which is fine, but I like I like my mono blue Teferis. You may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi Master of Time on any player's turn, anytime you could cast an instant. That alone, right there, sounds really, really scary. So this Planeswalker is going to be ticking either up or down on every single turn, yours as well as your opponents, all of them. Every turn, this guy is going to do something. One of the control mechanisms that is really useful for planeswalkers is the fact that you can only activate them at sorcery speed. This guy, that's not so much. You can, you have a lot of flexibility in how you use him, which flavorfully makes sense because he's a master of time. And so the way that Teferi in the past has mastered time is by locking down instant speed interaction for your opponent or bouncing stuff or, you know, flicker effects, or untapping lands. Like, those are ways that time is manipulated. In you know, but, okay. So here we have a situation where you can activate his abilities during other people's turns. Now, that is very powerful. Admittedly, that is a big deal. So what are those abilities? His plus one, draw a card, then discard a card. That's just good. Just plus one loot. There's nothing wrong with that. It helps craft your hand. It gives you exactly what you need. But at the same time, you're not gaining card advantage unless you pair this with something else that allows you to draw multiple cards, which there are a couple in this set. And so that would allow you, if you had those, I believe Teferi's Tutelage is one of them, where. That would Actually, that ability would synergize really nicely with that, where you'd be able to draw two cards and then discard one. Okay, but that's a synergy you have to build. Like, that's a combo you have to put together. And that effect being on a combo, cool, that makes sense. It's not just printed on this card. You have to work for it a little bit. I'm cool with that. And so in this situation, draw a card, discard a card. And it's just fine. But you get to do that on every single turn. Your opponent, your turn, your opponent's turn. Then, he also has an ability, negative three. Now, a lot of planeswalkers have the negative ability that's some type of removal. Unless you're Oko, but let's not talk about that. So, negative three, target creature you don't control, phases out. Now, if you're wondering... What is that? That is an old-school mechanic that they're bringing back, baby. And on top of that, Teferi was the phasing guy back in the day. If you look at, like, Curse of Teferi, or well, Teferi's Protection, which is relatively newer, uh, there are just a lot of cards with Teferi's name on it that specifically phase stuff. So phasing is, like, it's Teferi's jam. That's what this guy like, has been doing since day one. So the fact that it's back and Tef is the one doing it... I love it. I think that's an absolute home run. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, what is phasing? When something phases out, what happens is it basically leaves the battlefield. But it doesn't leave the battlefield. Stay with me here. What ends up happening is it is no longer able to be interacted with in any way. It cannot attack. It cannot block. It cannot be targeted. It cannot um, move zones. It can't die. It just ceases to be. That's it. It just is no longer there, and but and then at the end of the turn or the next turn, I don't exactly remember. I believe it's the following turns upkeep actually. It phases back in, but that doesn't count as entering the battlefield. It is just corporeal again. It is able to be interacted with. You can target it. You can block it. You can attack with it, etc., etc. It's just it's back on the battlefield, and so there are a lot of cool things you can do with that. But I love the fact that you can't target your own stuff, so that is a level of um, that is a level of protection that this, you know, that's a level of balance that this gives. So you can't just easily combo with it. And I think that's valuable. That That's important. Um, and as, just as far as keeping this within control. But the other thing about it is, when you remove something from f- by phasing it out, it's going to come back in a turn. So you're not removing it. And on top of that, when it phases back in, it's not considered having just come into the battlefield, so it can attack per normal even if it doesn't have haste. So when you compare that to something like Three Fairy, that's capable of bouncing as well as um, you know drawing a card with its negative three, and the fact that its starting loyalty is four. Like when you compare these two cards, they are apples and. I mean, they are apples and cucumbers. like, Or they are apples and tire irons. Like, they are nothing alike. And I love that. I think Three Fairy, as it's commonly known, is a really sketchy design that produces really unpleasant play experiences. Two Fairy Master of Time is a very, very good Planeswalker card that you will want to play that has some cool implications and cool um, interactions with the board that gives you good card selection, and can help modify the tempo of the game. That's the key. It modifies the tempo of the game, not the control of the game. Because when you bounce a permanent, yeah, the player can play it again, but they have to pay the mana again. They have to spend the turn again if it's a creature it doesn't have haste or if it doesn't have haste it doesn't get to attack you know so like the the hit the cost on the opponent for bouncing something is so much higher than phasing something now if you're plus oneing Tef over and over and over and over and over again you're gonna be able to negative three a lot because you're doing it on every every other turn Or, or you're able to uptick every single every single turn so that is like I feel like it's fair, I feel like this is appropriate, this, like this reads really, really well. I am hopeful for what this card is going to do in standard. Because in a two-player game, it's good. It can modify the tempo of a game, it costs four to play, so you have to really commit to it. And on top of that, it starts with three loyalty, so you cannot play it and down ticket right away. Now, you can play it up-ticket on your turn and then down-ticket on your opponents, that's an option. But, you then leave yourself wide open with a Planeswalker with only one loyalty on it. Going into your turn, which you can then put up to two, you know, you can put an additional one on it. Okay, neat. But, then, I mean, there are a lot of things you could do. There are a lot of ways to interact with it. It's not hard to deal with. Now, he does have an ultimate ability. And I do want to touch on that. Negative ten. Take two extra turns after this one. That's bonkers. That's incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. Like that might as well read you in the game. At least it should. You know, if you can't if you can't if you can get a planeswalker up to ten loyalty, take it down and get two extra turns. Like if you've gotten to a point where you're able to pull this off and then you get two extra turns on top of that, you better have the resources to close that sucker out. And in a lot of cases you will. And um but in, you know, maybe you don't, but in any case, it's very, very good. But it's it's negative ten and his starting loyalty is three, and you can't play him before turn four in many, many cases. So, like, it's just good. Like, this is a good fair card. And the other cool thing I really, really like about it is in a one-on-one matchup, you could build around it, get some synergies in, in place, and you could produce some cool effects with it. But you got to build around it, and you really got to go for it. It doesn't just... Like, with three fair, you could put almost anything around it, and it's going to be good. With Master of Time, you really need to find some synergies and really work around it if you're really going to make it sing. And I think that's good. I think that's really really good. That's exactly where this guy should be. But the other thing about it is, take this to a commander game. Take this to a commander game and and just watch what happens because you're going to be able to activate the sucker like 3 times before like in between your turns. You're going to be able to get it up to 7 loyalty before one round has gone around the board. That's bonkers. (laughs) It's going to get crazy. The amount of stuff you can do with this guy, the amount of value you can get in a multiplayer game, is so much better than the value that you're going to get in a one-player game. And as a result, I think it's going to play really, really well on Arena. I think Commander players are going to be after this. I think Wizards of the Coast hit it out of the park with Teferi Master of Time. Time is going to tell which is kind of appropriate, but I believe with cards, I, I do believe that this is a very good card that interacts with the tempo of the game at a fair cost in a new, interesting way. It's representing Teferi very, very well. It is good. I can't think of a format where it's going to be unplayable, and, I mean, aside from like popper ones where it's just straight up not legal. And also, since it's coming out in a set with answers like the Masticore that we talked about earlier, it still is it's going to be easy to disrupt it. It is not going to be impossible to deal with Teferi Master of Time. I believe this is going to be a very well-balanced set. I believe that this is going to be fun. I believe we are going to enjoy ourselves again. And I don't know about you guys, but that feels really damn sweet. Um... I cannot tell you how over the moon I am for this. I think Spark Hunter Masticore is going to be one of my new favorite. Like, this thing's my jam. I'm putting it in all of my decks ever. Like, uh, seriously. And then Master Time, I do believe. It's just, it's great. There's There are a lot of fun ways that you can use it. And also, I just want to call call out something. Planeswalkers originally, when they first showed up, like, what, seven or eight years ago, almost all of them had, they, they didn't have passives. And there was a plus ability that was usually one, maybe two, and did something nice that you wanted. There was a negative ability that did something more powerful and was oftentimes removal. And then they had a negative huge ability, the ultimate ability, that had a like a game-defining effect that was just absolutely crushing. We've seen that a l- little bit, um, but Planeswalker design has gotten a l- very unique over the years. And they've definitely found some fun ways to push the envelope and some creative ways to build them where their own minus, you know, abilities, and, you know, there's, like, the new but that has Escape, and, like, they've tried things, and, you know, there's the passive abilities, too, and I believe this is actually a really great marriage of those different things. Like, it has a passive ability that makes it a unique, interesting Planeswalker, but at the same time, you have a plus that's okay, a minus that's removal, and a minus 10 that takes a, a number of turns to ramp up to that is backbreaking for your opponent. Like, it feels like Planeswalkers are back, you guys. A good old fashioned Planeswalkers are back and I'm really excited because I wasn't playing the game when they first showed up. And now I feel like I finally get to really revel in that and have that experience. Not to mention the reprinting freaking Ugin. Like freaking what? Anyway, that's not what we're here to discuss today, but this this set's going to be crazy, you guys. It's going to be absolutely off the wall. I cannot wait keep an eye out. It's going to be a couple more, just in a couple of weeks, this, this thing's going to be going live, and I'm actually going to be, I'm going to be streaming it all the time, twitch.tv slash 42 Come check it out. I cannot wait to get my hands on these. We're going to have some fun. All right, tomorrow I'm going to be doing some more spoilers. We will see what we will see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to definitely be watching with bated breath as those get revealed. So thank you so much, everybody, and I will catch you next time.